coming to you from the Eon Project Studios, perched high atop the banks of the majestic Blackstone River. Greetings from the jewel of the Blackstone Valley. You're listening to Experts of Nothing with Mike and Jay. Hi, Jay. Oh, hey, Mike. We're back. We hearken back to our original opening from many, many moons ago. We've come full circle here on the Eon Project. When did we first start doing the Eon Project, Jason? This version of the Eon Project started in 2018? 17? Well, no. The original radio show was called The Darker Side. When was that? 2009. 2009. Yes. Yes. We've been doing this for quite a bit of years. We have. It's been a while since we've done a show, man. It has. Why, why, Why is that? You. I it blame is me. you. For, it is me. I'm many, uh, many things. I live in a, a, a topsy turvy world. Hmm. Lots of turmoil coming and going. Well, you are ugly. We've got a lot of things going on, you know, Mike. Yeah, I don't have a lot of things going you on. You don't? No. Oh. I, my life is a uh, is not very much going on. Why don't you talk a little bit about where we're going here with the direction of the show in general and what we're going to talk about today? Like, well, why were we back on I, the air? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back on the air because we like to do the show. We just haven't done one in a while. But correct. We're, what we're hoping to do is become more regular. Regular. Yes. We, we are regular in the bathroom. But not so much on the radio. Some of us are a little too regular, on I think. On podcasts, I should say. Yes. I just said radio, like we're, on you the, did. like we're on the radio. Well, you're talking into a mic. You look radio-ish. I, that's true. So yeah, as, as Mike stated, I think that we're going to, uh, we should uh, do our very best to try to, uh, you know, put out more regular content. And right now, it's still free. We haven't charged anyone any money to listen to us. No. But uh, we're paying money. Hopefully, we will be charging you all lots of money soon, but probably not. Soon. We're looking for sponsors. For the program. You know what I like? Athletic Greens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about that. We were, we were. It's, it's, it's convenient for people who can't get their normal daily yeah. intake of veg- vegetables. We, we are not sponsored by Athletic Greens. Hmm. But if they would like to sponsor us and send us a couple bags, that stuff's expensive, dude. It Have is, you looked it at is. it? Yeah. Golly. Yeah. So if it's pronounced vegetable, why do we say vegan? Shouldn't, shouldn't, it's, shouldn't it be vegan? Vegan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we didn't, we didn't say what we are going to talk about today. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So our topic for today is going to be demonic possession. Yes. Which is a pretty general topic. But I think we're going to approach it from a different angle, and that's because this is a topic that both Jay and I disagree upon. Correct. Uh, we have differing viewpoints, so we're going to kind of hit them from both sides and everything. Yeah. Uh, demonic possession. Is it real? Is it not real? Is it made up? Is everyone nuts? Mm. Who knows? This is actually a different format for us. Yeah. Normally, we come in, we, we research a topic, Yeah. and then uh, we try to speak eloquently about it, wax now, poetically. We're just going to riff on it. We're going to riff. We're going to riff about demonic possession. We're going to riff possession. hard. But before we do that, I want to tell you about something that happened to me. Tell me. Because we like to talk about things like that. So uh, my lovely wife and I mm. made a uh, un- un- uh, unexpected trip skiing this past weekend. Oh, uh, I don't ski myself mm. due to a number of uh, issues. Uh, but she skis. And so we had left the kids at home and ventured to a mountain. What kind of mountain? Uh, a big mountain with snow on it. Ah, but snow I, skiing. Yes. Okay. So, well, yes, snow skiing. I'm sorry. Because this is a, a wintertime show. Mm. So anyway, so she's going skiing. And I just I just went with her because it was kind of far away and it was going to be an overnight trip and I didn't want her to go by herself, obviously. Yes. So she's up on skiing and what am I supposed to do? You were supposed to sit in the lodge and get hammered. Well, I didn't know that. So I go, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I got I grabbed the coffee. It was like eight in the morning. We get up there at nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I grab a coffee and I'm sitting there. It's cold out, you yes, know, and yes. I'm just kind of watching and I'm like, this is, I can't even tell where she is. Yeah, and yeah. Whatever. So I find my way to the area of the lodge. And I'm, I'm motioning, walking here. You okay, see, you're walking to the lodge, walking inside the lodge. the lodge, inside the lodge, and I find a bar, and I didn't. And it was open. Yes, yes. And I didn't know that a bar would open that early. Mm. But my question to you is this: You're familiar with day drinking? Ah, yes. Day drinking is a different animal than night drinking. It is. But here's what you do. Okay, so I started drinking like around 10:30, 11 o'clock in the morning. 
you know, several hours go by. Seems like a great idea at the time. It sounds great. And you feel great, right? Sure. Day drinking is wonderful. You're at this beautiful mountain and this mountain air. You get a little buzz going. Yeah, so I've been at the bar for like four or five hours at this <laughs> point. And she comes up, you know. So she's like, okay, well, I, I think I'm going to be done skiing now. Now I'm hammered. Yes. At, at the mountain with nothing else to at do. three in the afternoon. Three in the afternoon. So then by five o'clock, mm-hmm. what do you do? You, do you keep drinking? Or do you just call it a day? Well... Here's the thing, and mm. I'm sure you've experienced this mm. just recently. Yes. You say to yourself, I probably should keep drinking. Yes. But at the same time, you're fighting it because you all you want to do is lay down in the hotel room and go to bed. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. You go, man, I really could go to bed. but I, And, and I, your wife's going to be pissed at you. But the problem is, and when you're an experienced alcoholic like we are, when you drink, when you stop, okay, when you stop your drinking, pause your drinking for like an hour, hour yes. and a half, Yes. you can't get back up to the level you where you're chasing it, man. You're chasing yes. it. So then you go, oh, what am I going to do? I got to drink like more whiskey to try to keep up or what mm-hmm, do I do? Mm-hmm. So I, I powered through. You by, did? Yeah, I kept drinking. Oh. And then by 8.30, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I don't want to go to bed. And you're not even, you're not even having fun anymore. No, you're it's not, not drunk you just, anymore. Like, you feel all bloated and weird yeah, and you're yeah. just like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Yeah. Anyway, that happened to me. Day drinking. That, Pit- that's, that's the stereotypical, uh, uh, usually what happens. Pitfalls. The yeah. pitfall. If anybody has any ideas about how to do that, you know, reach out to us on our socials. Uh, the Eon Project. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're everywhere. Just look us up. I think the best way to, to solve that is to just never be sober. Just mm. be drunk constantly. Do you know you know Hair of the Dog, right? Hair yeah, of the dog. yeah, yeah. Have you ever it's done a song that? song by Nazareth. Yes, but have you ever done that where you you know you wake up hungover and you just drink again? I, I can't I, do it, man. I've probably done that before. I've never but tried nothing to do it. recently. Never God. tried to do that. It's to, the thought of drinking when you're hungover mm. is just beyond the pale. Yes, yes. Interesting. Anyway, good. So what are we going to talk about? Let's well, let's get into the uh, let's get into the topic at hand. So. Uh, you know, we, we've I think we've uh, touched on this topic many a time before on the show. Uh, demonic we, possession. We've I think talked we, about it. Yeah. We've talked about um, uh, you know different aspects of it, mm-hmm. the historical and biblical uh, origins mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to say, and I think we should probably start with a little bit of um, history on that too, as well, in terms of like, okay, I think from antiquity, antiquity. There's always been. What in, is antiquity? Olden times, oh, like old, real old, old timey, old timey, hmm. not like old western. Who's but. your famous? Okay, who's your favorite old timey hooker? Like, what type of hooker is your old is your old timey one? I think we had this discussion before, but I, I would say, um, I would say the Roman uh, hookers. Roman hooker? Why Roman hookers? Well, because the, the Romans were ahead of their time in terms of hygiene and plumbing. You think? And things like that, like and internal they were, plumbing or like their like actual plumbing? no actual plumbing, not like the human body plumbing. No. Oh. And I think that they they were uh, on top of those things, and they were very sexual culture anyway. Well, yes, but they they were kind of androgynous, were they not? They kind of sw- swapped. Oh, well, I wouldn't swap. swap. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you like them? That must have a reason why you like them. I just hookers. told you because they're clean. Because if you think, if why you, do you think that a cooker well, would be clean in any? In well, any think age. about the different eras. Think of like I um, am. I'm thinking about my favorite. My think favorite. about like Victorian England. Terrible. Yeah, I Very agree. Bad. But see, my favorite hooker would be the Old West hookers. No, they're, yeah, they're, they're all, way dirtier. No, they're nice and they, they like they sing and dance in the saloons. They wear like pantaloons. They have the, the, the festooned with uh, uh, accoutrement. <laughs> well, you're looking at it from a modern Hollywood perspective. But if yeah. you went back to the Wild West... They didn't look like that. No, huh? and they would wear merkins. What's a merkin? A merkin is a pubic wig. They would shave off their what? normal... What? Pu- they would shave off their pubic hair because it was so dirty <laughs> and it had like about? bugs in it. So they would shave it off, and then they would put on a pubic wig. Like on their face? No, no, on their genitalia. Why wouldn't they just have their normal pubic hair? I just told you, because it was infested with, like, lice and things Yeah, but, okay, sort. so the merkin is made out of real human hair? But they could take it off and wash it in between sessions. 
I That's see. why they would wear. Why wouldn't they just shave? Because they didn't believe in shaving back then. Why they not? Had, you had to have hair. That was the style of What's the day. What's wrong with everyone? Just be bald down there. Well, they, most women now, I think, are. No. You don't think so? No. I feel like there's a... Well, the, the type of women that you may be accustomed to, I don't know. <laughs> but the type of... <laughs> you're, you're accustomed to the hairy woman? The hairy woman. No. I, I mean, that they trim a lot. But bald? Like, like Brazilian? Yeah, yeah, shaved off. Shaved not off. that many. You don't I think so? No, I would say the majority of women shaved what down po- there. What percentage of the population you think is completely bald down there of, the, of women? Seventy percent. Seventy. You're out of your mind. You're out of your. I bet it's like twenty. I have yet to encounter any with hair down there, and I, I've only been with two women. I, <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you, it's not seventy. It's probably like twenty. Well, twenty-five. We're gonna take a poll from women out there. If you want to talk about your pubic hair gen- <laughs> uh, uh, grooming habits, drop us a line. Okay. How this relates to demonic possession, I have no idea. Well, I can see how it would, because mm. some women are just insane. That is true. Anyway. Anyway, so going back to, to the olden times, as we stated, mm. I think in every single form or fashion in different cultures around the world, um, there's has always been, uh, you know, some sort of history or some sort of story, mm-hmm. if you will, about something along the lines of what we would consider a demon. And when we say demon, Mike, what what, what would your definition of a demon well, be? Well, okay, so that's a loaded question because mm. it, it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Okay. For the purposes of this conference, I'm sorry I'm burping because I have this giant Dunkin' Donuts coffee. This is a big also coffee. doesn't sponsor us, but they could. That's the Magnum. Yeah, this is the silver bullet of uh, of coffees. Anyway, uh, what they would have considered a demon, you know, a thousand years ago is different, I think, from what you would consider a demon today. Okay. Right? As a concept. So do you mean demon in, as in the personification of an evil entity? Yeah, or like the biblical version. Like a biblical version of a demon. Sure. Okay, what was your question? I just lost. No, it. like the what would you do? so in antiquity or let's say the Bible? We'll use the Bible for yeah. example, right? Mm-hmm. They talk about demons in the Bible. Yeah, they talk about demonic possession in the Bible. Yeah, in other words, where a um, an unholy entity, mm-hmm. right, is it, it basically overtakes a person. Yes, and makes them do strange well, and. Well, could a holy entity take do the same? Why is it always an unholy one? Well, what else we think of though? We, when we think of the word demon, right? We think of something. Oh, evil. sorry. Yes. Okay, yeah, I'd say so. For the purposes of this conversation, that was that's what we're talking about. Okay, and what do you think the origins of that are? Like, <laughs> so obviously, every culture in the world in human history has had demons mm. in it in some form or fashion, whether it's, um, you know, in a religious aspect or uh, even in. The, let's just say, let's take Native Americans for a minute. Sure, they didn't. This is outside the Judeo-Christian uh, framework of where we always kind of think mm. about this kind of thing. But they had evil spirits, right? Sure. Every culture has, has evil spirits, whether they call them demons or not. So, yeah. So, so since people got, came out of the cave and looked up mm. and said, look at all this stuff, mm. there's demons. Okay. Right? So you think it's something much like, much like religion or much like, uh, you know, uh, almost like a human's natural sense to believe in a higher power? That it's like ingrained in our DNA. You think that's like just part of the whole thing? Yeah, because when people, because whenever, whenever human beings became sentient, right, or conscious, or whatever, or have, you know, whatever we think of it, there's good and evil, mm-hmm. right? Because you you know when you've done something good, and you know when you've done something evil. So it's probably it probably became easy to say, well, that wasn't me. That was mm. this an entity that you know possessed me to to do this. I see. Sort of thing. So it became like an easy way to. To blame things, Bl- blame bad behavior. Let's say, on the demon. Yeah, okay. not it wasn't me. You know, it was the, the demon made me do the it. The demon. Well, yeah, and that's that. You know, a lot of people use that as an excuse. I see. Oh, I'm just. I live a cursed life. Demons make me do things. Yes. 
So you are not a proponent of, or are you a proponent of uh, demonic possession as we know it, right? Mm. Where this unholy, <laughs> evil entity is taking over a person and making them do strange and crazy things. So that's what that's where we're going to differ. Because yes, I do. I think that oh, that's something. You do. Yes, I think that in rare instances it is possible for a demonic entity to mm-hmm. take control of another person through. When, when I say take control, I mean influence behavior, influence. Uh, you know, outlook on life and, and, and it just kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the proper term for it would be, but yes. And, and I think that's where we differ, right? Well, so if that's, if that's, if you believe that that's a possibility, mm-hmm. what do you think, what are the origins of the demon? Like, what are they? Are they a supernatural being? I think that they are. Well, yes, I do. I think I don't, I don't. Okay. Here's where we kind of differ. Well, here's where I, it takes a little bit of conversation. So I don't think that there's like a, there's not like a, a phone book of demons mm. and you're like, okay, this is the demon, uh, Jehoshaphat. And he ah. does this. And th- I don't think it's like that. I think that there's, I think that there's evil entities in, in evil. Th- there's evil in the world. If you don't think there's evil in the world, then well, there is evil in the world. Sure. But I think it's, I, I think the hum- the evil in the world is, is all related to human beings in, okay. in and of themselves, whether it's nature or nurture or whatever it is. I think whatever evil is inherent in, in human beings. Okay. So you don't think that there's such a thing as a, a demon, let's say. In terms of like a, a, some sort of spiritual being? Yeah. No. Okay. Like where would they reside though? Like where are they? Well, would you agree that we don't know a lot? I would say we know probably 1% of everything that there is to know in the right. universe. So anyone who talks in absolutes, especially about this kind of thing, makes me laugh. Because they really don't know. No. People go, oh no, this is no possibility that this is... All, there's always a possibility. Well, I would, I would, I would, I think we agree on that in the sense that you, we can't possibly know everything, and there are things out there, which you know, the the, the origins of this of this program are based in the unexplained, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I do believe in that sort of stuff, right? I okay. believe that. I, so I what is it about demons that you just don't buy it to? Because I, I think I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of anything that's what we call quote unquote like supernatural or paranormal. Mm-hmm. I think is something that originally began on earth anyway in other words like you talk about human beings and when you die what happens right i think there's an energy that is inherent within humans that's scientifically proven mm-hmm. and i think when you pass away that goes into some other nether region or okay. some sort of realm uh, so so okay so why do you think that in that in that specific okay so you're not saying that demons absolutely don't exist you're saying that they don't influence human behavior i'm saying that because a demon in and of itself would have to be conjured from nothing, basically, right? Because it's not no, like... I would say that's not correct. Where do they come from, though? They come from the, the, that realm that you just described. Yeah, but the, the, the humans or the, the human ghosts that are in that realm came from somewhere. The demon has to come from yes. somewhere. No, it, it doesn't. have an origin, so, doesn't it? Okay, so if you, if you adhere to... Which is... If you adhere to the demonic as a, as a reality, mm-hmm. they, it, it, those are spirits that were never human. Right. Demons are not human, never have been. Correct. Just like angels, you don't believe in angels either, I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, no. Okay, so the angels don't have human souls either. Okay. And they never were human. The difference is human beings have souls. Mm-hmm. And that's, so those spirits would have had human origins. So you're saying that, there's a, that there is a realm outside of the known universe mm-hmm. that we know. Yeah. Where things exist and have always existed, but... Yes. That's where they originate from, and yeah. sometimes they can pass through into our realm. It's just like interdimensional travel. Do you ever do you believe that that's a possibility? Mm, interdimensional travel? Astral travel. Hmm. You know who's a big proponent of astral travel? Who? Mark Farner. 
Who's that? The uh, lead singer, lead guitarist of Grand Funk Railroad. I thought he. I thought Mark Ferner was the guy that beat up. Um, uh, oh no, that planted evidence on O.J. Simpson. Oh, that's Mark Furman. Oh, yeah, he was a, uh, a Grand racist. Funk. Wait a minute, was it Grand Funk Railroad or Grand Funk? Grand Funk Railroad. Was it never just Grand Funk? No, no, that it was, was like always a, Railroad. Yeah, it's always Railroad from Flint, Michigan, actually. Wow. Very, very talented. What are uh, some of their songs? Band. That, that I don't... Well, uh, American Band is probably... Uh, I know that one. That's their big, probably their most well-known hit. Yeah. But they've had a lot. I got a, I got a Grand Funk I, uh, album over there. Actually, I got a question for you about music. Sure. This is a good time to ask it because you brought it up. Are you a... And I don't know this because you know, I don't think we've ever had this discussion. What do you think of when you think of Van Halen? Do you think of the David Lee Roth Van Halen or the Sammy Hagar Van Halen? David Lee Roth. Okay. Van Halen. So I agree with you. Yeah. But there are people who think that Sammy Hagar was just as good. But to me, mm. I don't think that they're close. No. no I think it's a different kind of singer. It's, it's like a he's different, a different kind of band. And it's a different... I mean, the music is similar, but the, the approach is different, right? Like, David Lee Roth actually sang... And if you listen to his lyrics, it seems upbeat, but there are a lot of yeah. like, like really depressing, dark mm-hmm. subject matter, where Sammy Hagar was a complete opposite, right? He's what like a he? he's happy, like, fun-loving yeah. guy who sang about love and happiness mm. and all kinds of stuff like that. So did David Lee Roth write... The songs? Like, write lyrics? Uh, I believe he did, but I think it was like a, a joint effort from the whole band. So then did Sammy Hagar write the lyrics? I think he did. He's a, quite the musician, too. Who, uh, who was another lead singer of Van Halen? Do you remember? No. After Sammy Hagar, they had Gary Sharon for a little while. <laughs> I did not know that. Who's singer. Gary Sharon? He's the lead singer of Extreme. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. the More Than Words yeah, guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. didn't know that was his name. Yeah. Who's Nuno Betancourt? That's He's the a... guitar player for Extreme. Oh. And actually, they just came out with a, with a new single. just released it. It's pretty good. Okay. I like that. You know, that's a go-to for me. Uh, karaoke, more than it's words. More than words. You don't sing that, do you? Yeah. How do you do the harmonies? Uh, not well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so you don't think Van Halen? Uh, you think Van Halen was David Lee Roth? Yes. Yeah. You ever you ever listen to David? He's an interesting dude. Like I think he's out there, man. Like he's, he's out there, but uh, but he's interesting to he's listen. Got to. some good good uh, viewpoints on some things. I think yeah. He, he was doing a radio show for. I don't know if he still does it. But he was doing a radio show. He was an EMT for a while. Mm. I think he got possessed by a demon because a lot of his teeth fell out. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I recently. did not know that. Yeah, that's methamphetamine, probably. Yeah. So anyway, so this this th- these demons live in another realm, and so what this what what makes them now is this is this for you? Is this a religious? Uh, do you take a, a religious uh, point of view on this, or is this I think this... that it's impossible to not have a religious view of it. If you believe, okay, if you believe that there's demons, that there's good and evil, there's good spirits, there's bad, then that's religion. Whether it's Christianity, whether it's Buddhism, whether it's whatever, that's religion. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, things can exist outside of religion, no? Not, not evil spirits, no. Why not? Because that's religious. That's well, when you say religious. I, I mean, like based in you, like so, you're taking your viewpoint on demons in 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 the paranormal uh, or the supernatural in that regard from the Bible or from what you've learned in school or what you, how you were brought up religiously. Yeah, I would say well, it's obviously tinted in that direction because mm. that's where your experience lies. So everybody would have a different... Like, Muslims have the, the jinn, right? Ah, yes. And those are evil spirits in that in that religion. Correct. But very similar in... Right, right. To, to, to demons in the Judeo-Christian. Hmm. But yeah, every, every, every spiritual belief system has it. So they, to me, either you believe in a... And you believe in a... In a other world, other dimension, or you don't. And if you don't, then that's atheism, in my opinion. Okay. So, I mean, I do believe in another realm, another dimension. But you don't but believe there's evil spirits or good spirits. No, I think anything that exists there is are things that already existed here on Earth. Did you ever believe in demonic in demons before? Yes. You did? 
That's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, I was very religious growing up, and so, I believed a lot of that in malarkey. But so, as I got older, I realized yeah. it's a lot of it is just a lot of it was just based in stories to kind of keep people in line. I, I agree with that, or to explain things that they couldn't explain. I agree with that. I agree that a lot of stories are made up to, like you said, keep people in line, keep the money flowing into the sure. offering the plates, coffers. stuff like that. And you know, to people who go, oh, uh, you know, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm not. I'm not a practicing. We were both raised Catholic. We had our whole show about this yes. in the past, which we want to rehash it. But one of the reasons I don't go to take my kids to church is because it became all about money and how much money was coming in, and mm-hmm. you guys didn't pay enough money, so we're not going to turn the heat on yeah, exactly. in the church today. And you're like, yeah. dude, whatever. Sure. Anyway, yeah. So, so let's get into a little bit about uh, so demonic possession in terms of. No, go ahead. Oh, you pointed it. I'm just pointing because I want. I, I, I like where you're going. Go. Oh, okay. In, in terms of it, it, overtaking a human being, so what would yeah. what would what would uh, what would initiate that process? How does that process work? Why does it happen? Yeah. Well, okay. So you have to be careful. And and we personally know people who claim to be demonologists, right? Yes. I don't believe any of that. I mm. think that anyone who claims to be Anyone who claims to be an authority on any of this is wrong. Well, it's like somebody who says that they're uh, an expert on Bigfoot. Yeah. Now, how are you, you an can't expert on something an expert. that you don't even know what it is? Right. There, there's, there's nothing tangible out there that you can fall back on. First of all, have you ever... And you've Okay, you, we've had varying exper- life experiences. Have you ever met somebody... And let's, let's take... Uh, we, we were both in the military. We both did a lot of shooting. Shooting, yes. A lot of firearms training. Mm. You've been involved in that for many, many years. Have you ever met somebody... In the fi- let's say a, a firearms instructor who calls themselves an expert, yes, you have. See, I would say people don't call themselves experts, but usually it's the people, people that aren't people. really experts. Okay, so they're, they're like fair. living a fantasy. <laughs> like people who are really really good at something don't refer to themselves. Oh, I see what you're getting at. Yeah, you know yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, you don't call yourself. Right, I'm an expert right. in this. Unless the court deems you an expert. You know? Well, we were both rifle experts in the Marine Corps. Right? Mm. I was a pistol expert. You were a pistol expert. What, do you, what percentage of the Marine Corps do you think is, is expert? Right now, there? it's way higher than it's ever been. Is Be- that because they shoot with ACOGs? Yeah, they shoot with scoped rifles now, essentially. No, I don't think it's an ACOG so. anymore. It's like a different optic. What do they shoot with now? No, that's, I think that's what it still is. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So, so what's, the, what's the theory behind that? Because that's what they're going to use in, in combat? I, I guess. I mean, I don't even know if they teach basic sight alignment sight picture anymore. They have Iron to. sights. I don't know. What if, if your fucking ACOG breaks? They can't take it off. <laughs> they can't take it off? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Anyone who knows, send us a, send us a note. Because we shot with uh, no shooting mat and uh, iron sights. That's true. Anyway. Yeah. So, oh, so sorry. You, I'm sorry. You were asking. No, no, no. I was asking, like, what precipitates this whole thing? Right. Right. Well, I was getting into the experts who call themselves yes, yes. You know, experts and everything. So if you go by that, the traditional, traditional, mm. let's say I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it from a, from a Christian or a Catholic perspective because... In popular media, popular television, you know, movies and stuff, it's almost always Catholic. It's yes. always Catholic priests that are battling. Yes, I don't know why that is, but in, in the in the the modern is it Zeitgeist? 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 Whatever. It's always Catholic priests mm. that are. So I don't know if you know someone is a Lutheran and and does the the Lutheran priest anyway. So it's always Catholic priests, and if you if you listen to the the popular theories, I guess. It starts off with a person inviting a demonic entity to enter their lives, whether they're doing it on purpose or they're doing it accidentally. How would that happen, though? So, th- so give me an example. Okay, so anyone who messes around with the occult, okay, and 
I noticed right before the show, you showed me you have a Ouija board. I here. do have a Ouija board. Is it Ouija board or Ouija board? It's I always thought it was Ouija, but apparently it's Ouija. It's Ouija. It, it, you know how I know that? Remember the movie Witch, Witch board? board? He goes, yes. it's a Ouija. Ouija board. That guy was wicked yes. annoying. It had Tony Katane in it. Back when she was gorgeous. Very good looking. Yeah. What's she look like now? Not good. Not She's so like much. an old leather handbag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you got a Ouija board here. So one of the ways, that, one of the pathways supposedly to demonic possession would be playing with something like that. Yes. And, and again, whether that, that would be an overact that you're doing. Maybe you're not intending to be opening yourself up to that type of influence, but you are. So the Parker brothers, the people that make the Ouija board, they're inviting demons in. They yeah. have the ability to do this. Well, any you could make a Ouija board out of a piece of paper, and it would be the same thing. Yeah. And then you have, so that would be, you know, dabbling. Dabbling. It would say dabbling. Mm. Dabbling in the occult. That sounds like dirty. When I think of dabbling, I think of somebody who takes their nutsack and dips it in paint and drops it on like a, a canvas. You're not supposed to do that? Oh. Anyway. So you have that. You have, and then another way, which is interesting to me, which I don't know if I buy 100%, but supposedly you can be cursed by another person. So let's say you don't like me, which is probably true. It is true. You're jealous of me, my good, my good looks. I'm very handsome. Yes. And you want to put a curse on me. Okay. So you invite a demonic entity to enter into my life. Now I could be a very devout Christian mm-hmm. person. Doesn't doesn't mean it doesn't have to be Christian. It could be any any denomination. Uh, devout religious person. But but the act of you actually physically in, inviting something to attack me. What kind of a skill do you have to have to do this though? Like, I don't think you need any skill. So that's what's interesting. Oh, that's what's interesting about witchcraft in general. Because uh-huh. I don't think you need to actually believe in it for it to work. <laughs> I think that you could accidentally do stuff. Okay, that's an interesting pro- point of view. Yeah, because like think about it. If you if you if you do certain things, you here's here's a perfect example. Because we used to be involved with paranormal people a lot. Mm-hmm. We used to be kind of friendly with them. We used to have barbecues and they would eat hot dogs and tell us about and then how they, they betrayed were, us how they were experts in paranormal stuff yes and then they betrayed us but anyway if you if you listen to them you know they'll say oh if you do this this and this this will drive the spirit out or this like where did they get that information I don't know they just come up with it what, what maybe through uh, experience and training I'm no? gonna burn this piece I'm gonna burn my old skivvies that have skid marks all over them okay in this house and, and that's going to bring a demon in? It's going to bring a demon in because it smells like poo. Okay. And and uh, and that, anyway, my, my point being, I don't think you actually have to be like a practi- like a working expert in expert again in something in order for something to work. Okay. It could work accidentally. Hmm. You don't think that? I, I guess I just don't understand like how you could how a human being could have if this if this if these things do exist like how a human being can have some sort of control over some sort of supernatural entity it's I don't just, think you have control over it at all that's the thing it controls you well I know but you've summoned it so you've had yeah. you had some sort of influence on it well I, I think I think you look at it as in terms of there's two okay let's say there's multiple dimensions right we're operating in on one dimension here yes yes these things, whatever they are, are on another dimension. We could talk about UFOs and big feet and everything. Everything could be all interrelated. There's okay. like a uni, I don't know what the uni, unitard uh, <laughs> uh, theory where everything, unified, unified, unified field, field theory. theory where yeah. everything's related. Correct. UFOs and cryptids and everything else. But if you believe in that, then if you do something to alert this other dimension that you are Mm. receiving or whatever. So all of a sudden you're doing something and then like the bat phone rings on the other exactly. end. Exactly. And they go, oh, oh. Jay, need to, we need to possess Jay. Okay. We're going to make him have anal prolapse. Yes. And bad hemorrhoids. 
which could happen. I think I'm possessed. Yeah. So anyway, so that's how the, you asked how people get started in it. I think that's mm. how they get started in it. Now, okay. there's always, in, did you see there's a new uh, Russell Crowe movie coming out where he's got a terrible accent and it's called The Pope's Exorcist? <laughs> no, I it's, have not. It's based on. I think he's very religious, Russell Crowe. Yeah, he is, I think. But it's based on a uh, a book written by Father, I think it's Amoth, A-M-O-T-H, mm-hmm. who was the Vatican chief exorcist. So I do believe that there is a school of exorcism at there the Vatican. There is. As a matter of fact, I read a book called The Right. It was a, written by Matt Biglia, I think his name was. Mm. And it was about, he was a journalist and he attended this school taught by, uh, excuse me, taught at the Vatican. It's about, it trains exorcists. So I find that interesting though. And mm. we, we mentioned it earlier about, uh, about how priests are the ones that kind of do these sorts of things. Mm. Don't you find it coincidental or interesting that the cultures that believe in demons are the ones that have these experiences and those people yeah. that don't believe them they don't have the experience but they but they could be and they just don't attribute it to the right thing hmm. right like for instance okay here's one for you you know the um uh i forget the, the hell house it was called it was this house in gary indiana yes yes that was supposedly extremely haunted and they right. did a documentary on it. it was all sorts of stuff going on that supposedly happened as a result of somebody placing a curse on that house okay. and on that family. They did some sort of rituals. They buried a bunch of stuff in the basement and that that residual energy affected mm-hmm. the family. There's all sorts of weird stuff going on. So that would be a case where some, somebody actively put something on somebody else. Okay. So, but no, so, you, so your point being that uh, it, it, their experiences is what colors their perception as to what's happening. I see. You just—that's what your point is. Okay. So, I, like, in the, the Bushmen of the Kalahari wouldn't have the same. Experience. But it, but it's a matter of a matter of um, like previous influence or pe- previous knowledge of right. You, you know what your what your internal what your beliefs are right right so you're going to be able to you're going to see or experience things differently. But. So yeah so so according to anyway it's according to the to that type of uh, Vatican taught yeah this is a exorcism program. There's different stages of possession. Like there's, uh, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna murder it. But there's something like um, infestation. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, it's it's escaping me. But there's multiple sure, levels sure. of of possession, and then the final one being possession, where the person that's infected infected the person that is inhabited by this entity does not have control over themselves. I see. See, up to that point, they do. Mm. Like it's just something that's kind of living symbiotically with them. Interesting. Okay, good. Well, I think that was a good start to the program. We're about thirty minutes in. That went by. Rather, I talk too much. You're not. Quickly. You're not doing a lot of talking. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to anger you. That's for the second half of the program when we get into a fight and the microphones get kicked over. Cool. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go get some spirits. Oh. And then uh, we'll uh, we'll get back into the topic at hand. Okay. So stand by.
Oh, that was uh, Grand Funk Railroad. That wasn't you. That wasn't me. No, I wish it was me, though. Yeah. Those guys are really good. I'm glad you like... You know, you get obsessed with, like, things. I like, go, down, go, I'm on a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Grand Funk Railroad kick. Kick. I go down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I do. weird porn, and, and, like, you just find something. You know, can I, can I be honest with you? No. I've given up on porn. Really? I have. Okay. I have. Because... What prompted this uh, groundbreaking well, decision? Because, you know, it's... It's not good. It's it's no. a, it's a it's a bad hole to go down. It is, so to speak. Well, it, it yeah, especially for you know, we grew up in a time where you couldn't just look at porn, right? No. No. You, you couldn't like you didn't have the internet, so we couldn't, you know, when we were young, there was like that one some kid had a Playboy and it was all damp. Yes. And you would get passed around if and the got, pages were stuck together. Yeah, if you got lucky enough, you'd find a, a video cassette. A video, yep, an old video, VHS tape and it yep. would be all like, you know, all Mostly like you know squiggly lines mm-hmm. and stuff, and mm-hmm. there'd be porn on there. But the, now you can kids can go on yes. there anytime they want. Yes, yes. I feel like they're spoiled. The, well, the problem is, is that like everything nowadays, it's out of control. Like everything's just over the top, right? Like you can't, like yeah. you said, all you got to do is just go right online and you can find anything, anything that you can think of, anything, any kind of deviant behavior or yep. fetish that you're involved in, sure, will come up. Yeah, and it's sick. Yeah, I used to have to buy Nugget magazine to look at stuff like Nugget that. Nugget was pretty good. But Nugget it it had some sort of weird stuff in there. Yeah, but I think what happens is like that invites in demons. I feel like okay. Well, you just said it. You per- just said well, it personal, demons. personal demons. Though. Oh, not supernatural demons. I think people get get into this stuff, and, and it affects you. I think mentally, mm-hmm. sexually, it can affect you negatively. Oh, I think I feel for like. sure it does. Well, how would it not? Because then you know what people go. Well, you know, I don't really have to try to find a, a suitable mate. Mm. Because I can just go online and have have hand sex with the most beautiful women in the world. It's true, you know, because you can see them. It's true, doing their thing. So um, I, I'm not proud to admit that I have watched porn in the past, but I have uh, given it up. Uh, When's the last time you looked at porn? It's been a while. Six months ago. Get out! No, I swear to God, I don't believe you. It's true. No, nope, you just true. lied on national television. <laughs> this isn't television, but no. Anyway, but, uh, product placement, real quick. Speaking of, we're talking about demons. and Are we going to be sponsored about, by Pornhub? We're talking about uh, hair issues earlier. <laughs> so yes. I want to I, I plug a product. It's called the Backblade 2.0. Ooh. And let me preface this by saying <laughs> I've never been an overly hairy man, like mm. with in odd places on my body. Okay. But you're old now. But as you get older, yeah. I don't know if you've experienced this. I have. Like, I've seen it. But No, no. Not me. <laughs> on you. <laughs> yes. As you get older, you start to grow hair in various parts of your body that didn't have hair before. That you don't want. But you lose it in other places. Correct. It's very, a very strange thing. It's disturbing. So for me, I started growing hair on my lats, on either side, mm. on my back. Okay. And I was, they call me broccolats in the locker room. Broccoli. Because it looks like I have broccoli on my, That's weird. On my lats. You're weird. So I, what I, locker room, Jay? Well, you oh. Know, <laughs> near the, near the, uh, <laughs> the whirlpool. So anyway, I, I saw an ad for something called the Backblade. Okay. And it's like this device that is like a, it's it folds in half but you lengthen it Ooh. it kind of like a back scratcher kind okay, of yeah, but it's yeah. it's contoured yep. and has a giant blade on the on one end of it ah and you use it's it like to, a, it's like a scythe yeah exactly <laughs> and you use it to go over your like shoulder and you how do you not cut yourself you, with that thing you kind of do sometimes i'm not doing that what's it, wrong with you you got to be careful you have to be gentle you need to have a you need to have somebody do it for you i bet but here's the funny thing. So I went ahead and bought this thing. It worked great. I shaved all the hair off my back. And you, you only bled a little bit. I did bleed a lot. It looked like I got attacked by a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> this is months ago now. The hair on my, my broccolats has not grown back. Broccolats. But I got hair at the top of my neck that I noticed today. <laughs> it's moved. On the the on follicles the, moved. On the base of my neck. They've been the migrating. So I had to get rid of that. Oh. 
But uh, yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good product if you have that problem. I well, you know, I don't think I have that problem. You don't have back hair. I I have a little bit, but nothing mm. to nothing to write home about. Okay. Anyway, anyway, get get, get it back to possession. So we're talking about demonic possession, and you were asking about how an individual would go about getting uh, demonic influence in, into their lives, and we yes. were talking about how that could happen. Correct. And then you wanted to talk about how. Well, let's okay. So let's go back. So you don't believe in any of this. So you're you're a skeptic. I I I'm a skeptic when it comes to demons and demonic possession. I I feel like yeah. I feel like everything that, like for example, like if somebody's having some sort of strange mm-hmm. affliction, yeah, and the priest comes in, basically the priest is feeding into this fantasy. Well, let me stop you there because okay. that's actually not correct. Well, because and the reason I tell you, we we were talking about the the Vatican. Uh, classes among, uh, for training exorcists and stuff, they will tell you, and, and people, these are people who believe in demonic possession, will tell you that not like 99% of them are not. 99% of people who say that they're possessed are not. Okay. So it, it's a, a combination of behavioral issues, mental health issues, and so on. So how do you differentiate them? That's, that, that's why they have this training program. So they'll, they'll, they look for certain signs mm-hmm. that it's not a mental health. The problem is once these signs become... Uh, known to people, mm-hmm. then if you are trying to fake it or you are trying to, to uh, you know, and I don't know what what would possess huh, someone to to fake it, but you could you could see enough in in popular media and and read on the internet and stuff enough to fool somebody into thinking yeah, you know, like one of the one of the one of the things that comes to mind is well there's there's a certain there's a certain number of things that they look for like I said. And one of them would be speaking a language that that person doesn't know. Okay. So that or would, speaking in tongues too, right? Well, like is that one? Where they go? No. I don't believe so. I don't. Oh. Believe, it was a, speaking in a language, uh, that like they an ancient language. Speaking in any language that they wouldn't know. So okay. whether that's ancient Sanskrit, uh. which was actually a written language. I don't even think it was. I don't think it was spoken. spoken. I think hmm. it was just written. But anyway, uh, speaking in a language they don't know would be possessing knowledge that the person wouldn't know. So like, let's say you you're, you come into with you're suspected of having a demonic mm. uh, possession and you can ask a question about a person that's not related to you that you've never met before and you would know the answer to that okay so it's, it, the person would have knowledge of something that they, they don't know there's all sorts of rules apparently uh-huh. to demonic possession that govern it one of them would be um for some reason and you see this in all sorts of movies first of all let me ask you this okay. what's, what's a good movie about demonic possession that you've watched can you name one well, the, the first one that comes to mind, um, and I don't even know if it, was, it would be demonic. Well, I think I guess it would be would be the Exorcist, the yeah, original Exorcist movie, sure. Which I think obviously was a groundbreaking movie at the time, mm-hmm. um, and was based loosely based on a real case, correct, involving a young boy, I believe. Yes, um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, but that in itself is obviously a Hollywood uh, mm. depiction of of this, and it, everything was to the extreme. Right. Right. But, the reason I ask that question is because if you've watched any of those movies from The Exorcist on, they all kind of follow the same yeah pattern formula formula. Like this is this, and this happens next, and this happens. Next. So, but apparently, the, that's what happens in these possessions. So, like, they're they're looking for the for that type of thing. Uh, one would be in uh, the person possessed would be uh, regurgitating non food items. Oh, so like. They would like the remote control that you lost, yeah. or some loose change, socks perhaps. that you lost in the in the laundry. No. Ah. So like uh, would be like pieces of metal, pieces ah. of wood, stuff that they regurgitate that comes out. Uh, nails have come out of people supposedly. Really? Yes. 
Interesting. So that would be another sign. So, so there's a number of things that they, they don't just take your word for it. They don't go, oh, he's possession. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. But they 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 meet these criteria, and then it's it's it sounds like a kind of a uh, screening process. So like you, let's say for instance, you think you have a demonic possession. They don't just send uh, the chief exorcist of the Vatican mm-hmm. to your house. It goes through like a screening process where you know a local priest will take a look at you. <laughs> And then one of the things that they make sure is that it's not a mental health con- condition. Right. So this is like most of the time they, they check to see if the person has received mental health. So uh, th- this is why I feel like, because th- we talked earlier, there's a lot of religiosities here. Yeah. Because like the priest comes along, like you mentioned earlier, it's yeah. always the priest that comes in. Yeah. Right. So it's generally a, 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 perth- a person who's of the Catholic faith yeah. and the priest comes in and does his deal. Are you saying that there's people, there can't be anybody outside of that so, no, persuasion that's a to good be question. possessed? That's possessed? A good, you're, you're, well, you're painting me to be an expert, and I'm not. But this is, this is the stuff that I've learned well, throughout my time. Okay. There are people who claim to be lay exorcists ah. that are not. Uh, Just like a, like a civilian. Civilian, <laughs> yeah, which I don't know. You know, and if you, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you, you're pretty smart with biblical stuff. I think, like you didn't. It doesn't say anywhere in the Bible that you need to be trained. You need to be a trained exorcist to get rid of a. De- like it doesn't say that anywhere. That's just something that people have created. Okay, but but you are your your whatever whatever forces that you're conjuring to kind of try to drive the demon from the person right. have to be. They, they always end up being whether it's a lay person or a priest yeah. have some sort of religious overtone to it. Yeah, if am I right or not? If it's if it's a yeah, I mean if it's it's somebody. Well, we're, we're, again, we're, we're speaking from the Judeo-Christian background or, or perspective. Right. But if this is a, a jinn, let's say, from, from uh, the Muslim faith, I don't know if they have exorcists or if they, anybody could just come and do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't, I, 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 you're, we're, we're going off of what the popular culture says. So what happens if you never get uh, exercised? Is it like a bad rash and it just keeps going until it takes you over your whole body? I mean, that, what happens? That's a good question. I think a lot, a lot of them end in suicide i think a lot of them end in a tragedy you know someone okay let me ask you this this is something that i knew would, would come up but i want to ask your opinion on it because you don't believe in you don't believe that evil entities can possess a person to do something no correct? no right. i do not so when somebody does something that's so bad where does that come from let's let, let's say for instance a guy the the, the the asshole who killed all those kids at sandy hook right okay he grabs a rifle, kills his mom, yes. shows up, kills twenty kids. It's good. How? What? Why? Why would he do that? Because, because he's extremely mentally deficient. He's okay. he's he's a flawed human being mentally. Everybody's a flawed as human I said, being. As, as I said before, it's. I think it's. We talked about this in the past and on other shows. I think it's a combination of nature and nurture. I think people's brains are certainly defective mm-hmm. in, in a very extreme way, and at the same time, I think that they're. A lot of times they're raised in these environments that are not contributing to, to them to be a, a positive member of, of society. And it just yeah. gets to the point where, you know, they just can't take it anymore and they snap and they, and they go on these kill crazy rampages. Right. You know, like, for example, what, what drove the, the guy who was like a seemingly normal husband and father to, to strangle his wife and yeah. then kill his two kids. Right. He did it for other reasons because right. he got hooked with this woman and yeah. like his brain kind of. Oh, went, the guy with it, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, people yeah. do it for different reasons. Yeah, um, I'm not saying, but, that but it's not supernatural. No, 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 and I'm not saying that they are. I'm just saying that that some people believe that people that it's possible to be at least negatively affected by a demonic entity that makes you do things, not makes you, but influences you to do things. Do you think everything bad that happens to a person is is related to to demons? No, I don't think 99.9 percent of 
I don't. You're, again, you're trying to paint me as the, well, as no. the guy. I'm just. I'm, I'm acting as the, the the person that's speaking from this perspective. How do I know you're not possessed right now and this is the demon talking? Could be. You're trying to save face. And then, well, do you, do you believe in generational curses? Meaning, I don't believe in. I don't believe in curses. You don't believe in curses at all. No. Okay. So, you ever, you ever noticed? Yeah. Okay. You have some experience with bad guys. Mm-hmm. Let's say. You know that. In your, in your town, let's say, you know who the bad guys are. Sure. If somebody does something bad, everybody knows that it's going to be one of these people, right? Would, you, would that be fair to say that it's not, most of the time? I mean, there's f- the frequent flyers, you know? Yeah. So those people, a lot of times, come from a generational... People could look at their, at their generational history and go, his father was an asshole, his grandfather was an asshole. I agree. And this, and that's they're the, all like that. And that's the nature part of it, right? Okay. That's... I agree so that mean, I agree that generation generationally, I think people are downtrodden, and I think a lot of the cycles repeat themselves. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's cursed in any way. I don't think that's like a supernatural curse or a right. or a demon involved in this. I just think it's the luck of the draw. Unfortunately, some people okay. have, you know, a, 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 have a bad lot in life, and some people don't. So your perspective being that we live in this we live in this universe, right? Our plane of existence, let's say. Mm-hmm. And but you acknowledge that there's that our energy goes someplace. You're yes, just not sure where that sure. is. Yep. But you're also sure that there's no involvement between the two. I'm not sure of anything, to be quite honest. Okay. I'm just I'm just voicing my opinion, and I, and I think that I, I think, think that it becomes a scapegoat more than anything. Like it becomes something to blame. Sure. Like we talked about earlier. Right. Right. But the reason I bring that up is because you say, well, uh, you know, there's no such thing as evil entities that can affect you. I think that's you can't say that. Just like you can say that there's no there's no life on another planet. You don't know that. I think that there is life. On I do other too. Planets. I agree. And uh, UFOs are obviously a topic for another day. I mm. think that we agree on a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just you know you may be right. I, I may be wrong. I may be my opinion may be not valid. Mm-hmm. Um. But again, it's one of those things that we'll never have the answer to. Just like yeah. when we talk about uh, people who believe in a, a, a creator or God and somebody who doesn't. Right. They're, they're both pretty adamant that they're both right. Well, somebody's right and somebody's wrong. Right? I agree. You know, you're never going to know until the lights go out finally. So, Yeah, or you don't. Or you might not know. You might not know. <laughs> it might just be it if you, you. just If your lights turn out and that's it, you won't know one way or the other. You want to hear something stupid? Uh-huh. Okay. Are you an organ donor? Um, I mean, in what way? Like, are you an organ donor? Are you, are you oh, signed you mean up like if for, I like, die and they take, that... they've harvested my organs? Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant something else. No. I, I don't think I am. Maybe I am. I have to look at my license. But you're not opposed to it. No, I'm not opposed to it. Okay. I know people, I know one person in particular who insists that they're going to need those organs in the next life so they will not be a organ donor. Well, that's not a, as crazy a, a thought as you might think. I mean, the ancient Egyptians thought the same thing. Yes, it is crazy because we're not ancient Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah. So this person... Well, how do you know? You might need them. Well, well, so yeah. you take it easy on your liver. There, so what buddy. about? <laughs> well, it's too late. But what? What about all these people? Like this person in particular? No, I'm going to need my organs. And this person also wants to have their dog euthanized and placed into their coffin when they die. I think I know this person. Which is not. I won't mention any names. Is not a cool thing, man. Um, that's not cool. I mean, she wants to spend eternity. I said she. You did. She wants to spend eternity with her with her love, uh, the love of her life, which is her little doggy. Yeah, but. The doggy's not dead yet, so... Yeah, but that doggy's an a-hole. Yeah, he is. So he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> he deserves to spend eternity with just, this person. Can you just go to a vet and go, I don't. I want this dog to be put to, to sleep and then place them... Would uh, they do that for Probably, you? yeah. Why? 
Yeah, especially if that dog, because that dog's mean. I know that dog. Yeah. So no yeah, they, dogs are mean. You don't think dogs are mean? I think well, yeah, they are. They're made mean. They're made mean. Some dogs are born mean. Okay. So dogs and humans have a lot in common. Okay, is there a certain breed of dog that you know is actually There are certain mean? breeds of dogs that have more of a propensity for violence. Okay. Um, and, and I know a lot of animal people are going to get all upset about no, this. No, I agree with you. But, <laughs> but it's a fact. And yes, I do believe that you, know, you can have a dog that would be what we would consider like an angry, violent dog. Yep. That could be the best dog in the world. Right. It's you a one-off or whatever. There are outliers in every, in sure. every instance, sure. right? Um, but I think a, a lot of it is upbringing as well. But yeah. I've known dogs that have been in families and homes that experience dog owners. Mm-hmm. They do everything by the book, what they're supposed to do. And this dog just bites people. Yeah. They have a propensity for it but for just, whatever reason. Just like people. Exactly. You yes. can have the best upbringing in yes. the world. And then all of a sudden you, you become a rapist or something. And, Correct. And, you know, there's no, maybe there's no rhyme or reason. Maybe to they're it demonically sometimes. possessed. You don't know. You know, it's, it's possible. So, yeah. So anyway, I have, a, I have an issue with people that claim to be experts and, to me, the mo- some of the most insufferable people are the ones that claim to be demonic. I'm, I'm a demonologist. You know, mm. anybody can say I'm a demonologist. Yeah. What, what, what is that? What, what is that? Mm. Oh, I, I read some books. Oh, good for I'm you. I'm a uh, I'm a parsnipologist. Yeah, I dig up parsnips, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I'm an expert on them. What I'm is just, a parsnip? It's like a it's like a, a turnip, I think, or like a, it's not like a potato, is it? Well, it's a, it's it grows in, it's in the ground. It grows in the dirt. Yeah. And it's like a, I think it's like a turnip. Like it's a hard. So do you, okay. I don't know if I've ever had a parsnip though. I don't think I have, but you know what? Imagine the bravery of, you must be hungry. Like the first people that figured out you could eat these things. Yeah. Like a lobster dude. Yes. When you look at a lobster, would you say this looks good? I would like to eat it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a strange thing. It looks like a giant bug. (laughs) Why would you want to eat that? And it's disgusting. I don't like lobster myself. No. Seafood in general is horrible. And anybody that eats it (laughs) is foolish. You don't like fish? No, no, no! You don't like no. fish. The only fish I can eat is like a fish and chips kind yeah, of thing. That's like yeah, but it's really not fishy. And then I douse no. it in uh, ketchup and so vinegar. you're not really into the fish. No, 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 not that kind of. But fish. you like women? I do like women. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I, last time I checked, you don't eat them though. Well, right. anyway, so where are we at on time, dude? Oh, we got a little, couple more minutes to go. So, so I, what? Did I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just gonna, I was gonna kind of summarize my whole thought on this. Let's thing. summarize. So Let's as summarize. as you said, I will grant you this. I will grant you that there are um, and, and there are a lot of things out there that we don't fully comprehend or understand, mm-hmm. um, things outside of our everyday existence. Um, and I think there is a veil. I think there's a veil between our world and whatever next. I think there's multi-dimensions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I've just convinced myself that demons are real. And- <laughs> And possession say, is real because you just you're just contradicting everything you just said. You're like, yeah, there's a veil and things can go back and forth. I'm like you just you just said that that didn't happen, uh, dude. I convinced. You. I don't know. I don't know. It, it's it's just hard for me to to, to accept that. I, I think a lot of times people are looking for excuses for their bad behavior. Is essentially what I'm. I, thinking. I agree with that supposition, but that's why I say they they'll even say nine, upwards of ninety nine percent of people who claim to be possessed are not. Okay, so it's all. You know, and even the ones that are possessed, supposedly according to the to these uh, to the exorcists, um, they're not these dramatic. Uh, you know, nothing's getting thrown around the room. Mm. This is it's all very kind of low key, right? Not really ready for Hollywood type movie. But like I said, you you interrupted me earlier. There's a Russell Crowe movie where he's got this like Spanish accent, <laughs> and he's, he's he's doing this accent. He's the he's the Vatican. Exorcist or something? Really? The Pope's Exorcist? Is this out yet or no? Comes out like in April or something like oh, okay. that. Okay, but I, I'll probably watch it. You know, I don't like Exorcist movies because they're all the same. They're mm. all the same. Yeah. They, they're all you know they all follow the same patterns. All the same crap. Hmm. 
I'm, I'm just tired of it. What's What's another Exorcist movie that that you that would the that you would recommend? Of Emily Rose. Oh, I haven't seen that. That one is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the right with uh, oh, that was Anthony. Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins right? is terrible. That's a terrible movie. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins for this great actor is in a bunch of crap movies. He plays in a lot of junk. It's just like in the like, oh, hey, Sir Anthony Hopkins is in this movie. Oh. It's gonna suck because it's not good. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of Exorcist movies, man. Hmm. Um. But the one, uh, Emily Rose is a good one. Uh, what's the one where uh, the last exorcism was like a found footage one? Oh, it's okay, but just they just all follow the same formula. Th- those ones, uh, th- those found footage ones, like yeah, that's kind of like the Blair Witch was obviously like the yeah. first one that did that. Yeah. What was that other one where it was um, Paranormal Activity? Was that it with like the couple in their bedroom and their house? Activity. That one's good. I actually kind of like that one. But you were always waiting for something, something to, to happen, happen and, and it never really never really did. Yeah. But. That's like, uh, oh, you were talking to Brent from the, the Black Lodge the other day. Yes. About Skinkamarink. Did you see that one? I saw the uh, the previews for it. I didn't I didn't see the movie, though. Ugh, I, tried, I watched like 10 minutes. Couldn't of it. do it. No, Couldn't it's do it. so bad. The People prob- are like, oh, it's avant-garde. It's terrifying. No, it's not terrifying. The problem nowadays is there isn't really a lot of good stuff that comes out entertainment-wise. No, no there's It's not. a lot of the same recycled nonsense. Hollywood doesn't really create. So I think we're in the, area, the era where independent films are better. Yeah. So like anything that comes out, you know, from Hollywood is is going to follow a formula because yes. this is how they figured out they're going to make money. And, and now it's a lot of it's about the messaging. It's not uh, yeah. about entertainment sure. anymore. Like yeah, it's not about creating a good story. It's about trying to like like for instance, let's take the uh, MCU Marvel. I liked all the Avengers movies mm. up until Endgame, and then it's like mm. everything after that was terrible. You go, what is this? <laughs> Even Endgame wasn't the best. Yeah, but it just everything, just like. Just like everything, once once people figure out how to make money on it, it becomes bastardized. It, sure, everything is just it's just crap. It's all downhill from there. Interesting, but interesting. Anyway. Okay, well, good. I'm I'm glad we had this discussion. You know, things didn't get as heated as I thought they were going to. That's because you changed your mind and you became come well. To your senses. You know, you convinced me. See that? So you're, uh, you're you're a very um, uh, persuasive individual. I know. I've been told that. So w- make sure you put your pants back on when you leave here today. Ooh. That's what tricked me into this whole thing. I've been, uh, uh, yes, dangling you were, things in front of your face. You were, you were swinging your demon wand at mm. me, and it was disturbing. And it, You've been possessed. And it possessed me. By the mic. <laughs> the mic on the mic. Mm. So, good. I'm glad we were able to get back to the Eon Project. I think we're yeah. going to do, we're going to get back on a regular routine. That's a good idea. Like the Metamucil does to everyone. And uh, you take Metamucil? I don't. You should. No. You should. I go to the bathroom enough. Uh, it's not about the bathroom. What is it about? It's about the. Uh, uh, it's good for your heart. It's heart health. Oh. Because the psyllium fiber it binds the cholesterol. Oh, is get, that right? It gets it out of your body. And it's good for you. You've convinced me. I think I'm going to try Metamucil. You got to do it. You don't. You don't spend like the day on the toilet or no, anything. No, 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 no. Once a if day. The, if the Once fine people at Metamucil are listening, I'll take a few tubes. That's like th- four different sponsors we mentioned. Isn't today. it expensive though, Metamucil? It's like, really? a little pricey, but you don't have to get the Metamucil. You can just get the regular uh, generic psyllium fiber. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Go does it taste like Tang? Go around on Amazon. Does it taste like Tang? Metamucil does, yeah. It's, it has Ooh. an orange flavor to it. You ever have Tang? I like Tang. Yeah, man. I used to, I used to drink that a lot when we were kids, but uh, I haven't seen it around lately. You ever mix Sunny D and rum? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sunny D is like welfare orange juice. If it's you, like thick. If you want to see gross. if you want to see the greatest song ever invented, yep. just go on YouTube and type in Sunny D and Rum. Sunny D and Rum. And you're gonna see something this, that you've never seen before. By this toothless woman. <laughs> it's a woman, right? I think so. I think so. Anyway. It's hard to tell. Yeah. All right, Mike. Well thanks for coming. Yeah. And uh, I'll see you again here next week, I think, right? Yep. yep. All right. Until next time, just remember the truth exists. Believe it. Time.